You don't need a man to validate you. Amen? You know? Maybe you're, you're, you're a fresh grad. And your friends are saying, ah, you, uh, you should join uh, extracurricular A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Uh, go for networking. Uh, go for this seminar. Go for this one. Uh, uh, yeah, I know if you don't do this, uh, next time you can't get a job. Look at the economy situation right now. And then instead you go down, go make room for God. And God says that, hey, uh, uh, what, can you serve me in church? Yes, God. Hey, can, can you help reach out to your friend who's a bit lonely, a bit homesick? Hey, bring out for makan. Yes, God. And then suddenly uh, at your job interview, you're going, oh, I don't know uh, whether I'll get it lah. Oh, I hope they call me. And then God says, what can I do for you? Well, God, uh, I don't know. I'm a bit scared. I don't know how to write my CV. Don't worry. I got your back. I got your back. And then with your CV that is maybe just one page, <laughs> compared to a friend put in 15 pages. <laughs> uh, my wife, previously when she was working as a lawyer, she, 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 she's familiar with how people recruit lawyers. Do you know right now, right, they roughly spend 30 seconds on your CV? That, that, is the, that is the rule right now, just in case you don't know. So campus students, do you know? Don't buy into the lie of like, 15 pages, curricular activity, I help organize Malaysian night. <laughs> Who cares? You need supernatural help, you know? In fact, sometimes uh, your grades can get you to the door, but your lousy character doesn't get you through the door. I'm so smart. Okay, come for the interview. Lah. You know recently what, what test they use? They come in, like, hi, come in. Oh, thanks for coming in. My name is uh, Ramli. This is my colleague. Edward, please be seated. Okay. What's our names? And then people go, ah. But if you serve in the hosting team, whoa, I failed the interview. How do you get in? Hosting team. Where they teach us to remember people's names. Where they teach us how to give firm handshakes. The last thing you want is this, hi, I work in the company. And then you give three fingers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please. Firm. <laughs> Sit down. What's my name? Oh, Ramli and Edward, right? You introduced just now. And then you smile. Why? Because we teach you to smile when you shake hands. <laughs> Instead of that, like robot. Stevie, Stevie. What's our names? Stevie. <laughs> Come on. Amen. What can I do for you? And then, it goes on, right? It goes on. I'm going to finish soon. It goes on and says this. And he said to him, Say now to her, Behold, you have been careful to us. What can I do for you? And she, she said, Ah, nothing, nothing. I'm okay. I'm taken care of. I live among my own people. And then they insisted again. Come on. Say. What can I do for you? Verse 14. So he said, What then is to be done for her? And the servant answered, Truly, she has no son and her husband is old. He said, call her. And when I called her, she stood in the doorway and then he said, at this season next year, you will embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord. Oh my God, do not lie to your servant. But this woman conceived and bore a son at that season the next year. When you make room for God, He not only comes into your life and asks you the question, what can I do for you? He causes the dreams of your heart. Dreams that you, 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 you dream so much until even you give up already. And He brings them and makes them alive. This woman was at an age where childbearing was expired already. But because of the space she created for God in her life, God was able to resurrect that dream. You know, when I read this, you know, he says, you know, he, he almost, she was so shocked. 
you will have a son. And she was so, so shocked, like, huh? Hey, not this dream, okay? This dream is very precious to me, okay? Hey, man of God, don't simply give me false hope, okay? Don't lie to me, okay? And as I read it, you know, I use my imagination sometimes. I can't help but think of like those, those southern black ladies. And then, and then, you know, sometimes you watch those movies when they say something crazy, the person says, you shut your mouth. <laughs> and so I begin to imagine this Shunai woman, uh, maybe she's the type, you know, and he sits there, and know, she's a well-to-do woman. Every time this, this, this man will come, he will open up the house. So imagine her as like a big mama type, you know. Every day, taking care of people. And for some reason, she can't have kids. So she takes care of other people like they're all her own kids, including this man of God. Hey, you man of God, you come in here. You sit down in Mama Cherie's house and you eat whatever is put on your table. To, uh, no, no, I, I'm actually fasting. No, no, no. In nobody fasts in Mama Cherie's house. You're going to have some fried chicken, some collard greens, and some corn bread. You're going to eat it and you're going to be full and you're going to go out and you're going to preach the word of God. Uh, okay, thanks. Okay, but where you going, man of God? I got a room for you upstairs. You're going to go upstairs. I put a bed up there. You're going to sleep. Because I've seen the eye bags underneath your eyes and you ain't going to go nowhere preaching like you like that. You got to look fresh because you represent a fresh girl. So go up there, sleep, and come on down. I'm going to put you something to eat and then you go and preach the gospel. And then when you come back again, you check in into Mama Cherie's house. And then Elisha goes like, okay. And after the while, just being loved by Big Mama, just love and love and love. And one day I say, Big Mama, what can I do for you? Big Mama ain't no need nothing. Big Mama's fine. She's living with her own people. Big Mama just wants to see you fed. And then the Holy Spirit comes upon Elisha. And then Elisha says, This time next year, Big Mama, you're going to have a child. You'll be holding a son, specific, a son in embrace. <gasps> Don't you be talking like this to Big Mama Sheree now? You shut your mouth, man of God. You don't know this dream. This, this, this dream is so precious to mama. mama. Mama's gone and giving it up. Because sometimes not hoping at all is better than hoping. And sometimes we live like that, don't we? I've got this dream of living overseas. I've got this dream of going to Disneyland. I've got this dream of marrying a man of God. I've got this dream of owning a multi-million dollar business. But I, I don't know. Situations and circumstances in life have somehow forced me into a position where these dreams look almost impossible. What, what multi-million dollar business? I'm just a teacher. What kind of multi-million dollar? Uh, uh, what kind of mission? Uh, no, no. I, I will go Africa and, 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 and visit a safari. That's a dream and that's a fine dream. You know, nothing wrong with having that kind of dream. But maybe situations and circumstances in life leads you to become a mama of uh, no a mother of five children and you go like I have my own safari right here. Don't need no Africa. But then as you make room for God, suddenly Air Asia calls you. Uh, your name gone up from some lucky draw. I didn't enter any lucky draw. Uh, doesn't matter. You got free. We're just opening a new route to Africa. You want it and then you get five days, four nights at safari in the Congo. And you go like, wow. It's not luck, you know. Sometimes you see these rich people, you go like, wow, so blessed. Making room in God's, in your life for God. And he will, he will come and go like, what can I do for you? And cause these precious, precious dreams. How many of us have got precious dreams? And you bring them to pass. If you believe it, stand on it. And not just that. Later on, I'm going to wrap up here. This is the beautiful thing about having room in your life for God. Make room for God. It's this, right? She, she, she had this dream, got a child, love having a child. The, the story ends there. No. 
one day the child was working in the field and due to heat stroke, the child fell, fainted. By the time they carried it back to the mum, you can read there, we don't have time, read the rest of Second Kings, homework. And the child died in her arms. And sometimes life happens. You can have a dream and situations and circumstances in life can seemingly come and take those dreams away. Maybe you're in that situation. Maybe you're not waiting for the dream to happen. Maybe the dream has already happened and you feel like some, at the same time the dream has happened, the dream has also been taken away. You know what this lady did? Because she made room for Elisha, she was able to take the boy and go up to Elisha's room. And she knew that it was just going to be a matter of time before Elisha comes. And when Elisha did come, Elisha, because there was bed, she was able to lie the kid down. Because there was room, Elisha was able to have privacy, close the door and lie face to face, body to body, hand to hand, feet to feet, over the child and bring the child back to life. When you create room for God and you surrender your dreams, He is able to not just give you the wildest dreams of your heart. There are so, sometimes you think, so crazy, I don't have to share. <laughs> but God knows and He brings it forth. And if the enemy does come and try to rob it because of that room and space in your life for God, it's able to be resurrected. Resurrected. You think you had a business idea business idea stolen. you got a business betrayed by people. You tell yourself, I'm swearing off business. Make room and that gets resurrected. Let's pray. Father Lord, we love you and you're so good to us. Throughout the Bible, whenever you get added into the equation, only life happens.